Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Loveline, episode 568, from December 2nd, 1997, a Tuesday night show with guest Lisa Cushell. We have a new lost tape for a long lost show. This one's been missing completely from the archive since December 97, not even a scrap online. Lisa Cushell, now Arch, uh, the hilarious and lovely improv chum of Adam, often referenced on Classic Loveline. However, this is her only known appearance. She may have guessed on the TV show, and may have a lost episode on the radio show, but that seems unlikely. The TV show she probably did guest on, at least once. Lisa is the woman involved in the Conan O'Brien example, occasionally mentioned by Adam when we discuss Conan O'Brien, which hasn't really happened yet. It'll come up later, and as that drama unfolds over the next three years. Nobody even knew this tape existed, and Lisa is a great guest. Yes, Adam does that thing. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all our favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Bill and Adam Carolla. Well, that's a good time, all right. Hey, it's Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Doc- Whose timing was mm-hmm. good, by the way? You're the one that started sipping on that coffee. No, I wasn't directing that at Engineer Mike. All right. Although his timing's poor as well, but um, uh, that was directed myself. Right. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician, Dixon medicine specialist, big pain in the ass. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Tomorrow night, we have Gavin from Bush, which is, uh, I thought they weren't going to do the show, but... Um, I guess he is. No, he's going to do it, and I hear Ann was saying that uh, people are calling the mother station, asking uh, just where is Loveline broadcast from. I think we're going to have to wo- uh, rope off the street. Yeah. Well, good. And we'll ask him, because he's going out with, um, what's her name from No Doubt? Gwen. Gwen. Gwen, right. <laughs> Your Why favorite. did you think he wasn't going to do it? I, I thought uh, once that uh, his like manager said they're uh, too big for this uh, radio medium or something like that. Some it's BS just what like everybody that. else says, Adam. Oh, okay. Everybody but Bush said that. That's what I thought. Yeah, you no. didn't hear anything no, about he's that? I'm very excited about it, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell him the story, Ed. Which one? About how he phoned in? I guess uh, Gavin has been listening to Loveline, and he heard Dr. Bruce filling in. So he called his manager and said, what happened to Dr. Drew? He's not on anymore. So they called me to find out what happened he to Dr. He wasn't going to come on. He didn't oh, trust please. you. Exactly. Oh, That's that is exactly what it was. That is recalculous. Could you, uh, look, I, somebody's got to be here to defend our guests. Okay. Well, let's just get to that tonight, all could right. we? Yeah. And Drew? Yeah. Relax. I know yeah. I rarely tell you that, but you're no, you all amped what? up tonight. I'm, uh, just I'm sit still back in Hawaiian time, too. So it's really like 8 o'clock for me. All right, well, just uh, go uh, suck on a uh, conch or something over there, and let me talk to our guest. Lisa Cushell is our guest tonight. The name may not sound familiar, but um, the show she is on sure does. She's on uh, Mad TV, which is on Fox, 11 o'clock Saturday night. She is part of the new cast, and Lisa is a old friend of mine. Lisa is young. Well, how old are you? 24? 25? I just turned 26 last, uh, the 23rd, November 23rd. Uh-huh. All right, so she's not so young, really. You've <laughs> got to get your career going, sister. I know. No, Lisa, Lisa, I met when you were like 19 or 20. I was about probably 19, yeah. And, and cute as a button. Oh, man, I had a huge crush on Lisa. I mean, you can see why, too. Well, and was he as much of a loser as he says he was? No, oh, Adam no. was never a loser. <laughs> Wait a minute, he's a loser <laughs> now. How could it be that he was never a loser? <laughs> 
Adam may have been a loser and maybe win now, but I never viewed him that way. No, everyone loved Adam. Okay. Right, but you you didn't let's, let's, you didn't really okay, see me in my heyday of loserdom. Right. You saw me as I was sort of climbing out from the loser swamp. Right. I still had a little loser stink on well, me, but I was not uh, down in, in the mire of that loserdom. That and you're always one of those people that people say, he's so good with giving advice to other people, why can't he run his own life? There you go. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that sounds better. They're still that saying sounds, that. That sounds more like Adam. Yeah, so this venue is actually perfect. Right. Well, anyway, Lisa was part of the Acme Comedy Troupe, which uh, I started years before she got there, and I was sort of on my way out when she came in, which meant we probably had about six months to a year to work together before I then moved on to Carpentry. Carpentry. Yeah. I got more serious about my carpentry and my my yeah. 20 bucks a class boxing yeah. and um, probably did a smattering of stand-up, but Lisa sort of came in as I was uh, heading out, but... I thought this is the most uh, amazingly talented girl I'd ever met, mm. especially at that age. He wouldn't say that without well, meaning. The no, thing he said it to me then. What he was people trying to get don't... him with my pants, but... <laughs> He's still <laughs> trying, evidently. <laughs> it's really weird when someone's complimenting you and you're having to sort of wrestle their hands away from your groin <laughs> while they're complimenting you. But the... The um, there, there's many different forms of comedy. There's uh, stand-up. There's um, sketch comedy. There's comedy writing. There's bad comedy, which um, I've cornered the market in. And there's improvisational comedy. And one of the toughest I thought always was sketch comedy. Doing all the different characters, writing the material, performing it uh, week in and week out. The same stuff you see on Saturday Night Live. The same stuff you see on Mad TV. Lisa, it. Uh, 20 had mastered this, which is very unique because most people don't come into their own until they're into their later 20s, early 30s. It's just a certain maturing that uh, takes place. For some reason, people can do comedic acting when they're kids. They can do, you know, stand up when they're 21. But uh, to do real strong sketch work, uh, multi-character work and that sort of thing and the writing of those sketches is something that just doesn't seem to come around until a little bit later on in life. It may For males, I think it has to do with prostate size. For women, I think they have to edge closer to menopause. But for some <laughs> reason, and uh, menopause may uh, set in at like 31 for you, Lisa. Well, it possibly could. For some reason, Lisa had uh, this amazing gift. Do and, you want to know the reason? Yeah, what is that? It's called having an overbearing brother that causes you to hide under the guise of several different characters to beg for the attention of your parents. Oh, good. Well, you're in touch with that. Yeah. Lisa's brother, Bob Cushell, um, works on or is a producer on uh, Third Rock. And uh, that's why you've heard the Cushell name before, I think, when we had some of the Third Rock folks right, in. Right, right, we right. talked about him. He's an amazingly young, talented guy. He'll drive you crazy, but uh, he's amazingly young and talented as well. Probably, what, two or three years older yeah, than you? Yeah, 28 and, and brilliant. And yeah, he's going to run Hollywood by the time he's like 32. Yeah. Absolutely. But So um, I started kissing his ass early. But <laughs> the point is, is uh, not only was I attracted to Lisa, but I thought um, it, it was on many different levels. It was uh, crotch and brass. No. <laughs> it was uh, not only that, but it, her amazing ability to perform. And uh, lo and behold, a few years goes by. Uh, I get into radio, and uh, pow, here you are. Here I am. On Mad TV. So it's almost sort of surreal for me to host or co-host a show, as uh, oh, Drew's about oh, to how, chime how, in. Yes, how thoughtful. And, and have a guest on the show that was a, basically a friend of mine back in the day when, um, you know, you're happy to make 250 bucks a week and um, all that crap. So and it's odd for me as well. Yeah, kind of surreal. And, well, let's, uh, let's talk, well, 
We can talk about Mad TV a little bit. Uh, is this the what the third or fourth season? No, this now? is the third season. And uh, the cast is almost all turned over. Six out of the ten are new. Right. Ratings higher than ever. Yeah. And uh, you've been renewed, and you'll be in for the next batch. I'm in for the rest of the season, as well as all the new people. And you're telling me you had a bit coming up uh, this Saturday that's yeah. uh, going to be a keeper. Saturday night, little Fiona Apple parody video. I play Fiona. I played her once on the show before, doing a parody of her speech on MTV. Uh. Yeah, but this is a, a parody of her Sleep to Dream video, and it actually looks really good, and it's very funny. So they so. put some money into it. Yeah, well, it looks that way at least. Right. Through the magic of television, it looks like they actually spent some money on it. Are they are they taking full advantage? Now, don't take this the wrong way, but Lisa has a very nice body, especially for comedy. I mean, most uh, women in comedy are cows. I mean, Aww. let's let's face it. Not oh, on our show, though. It's the pain of having a big ass that gives them the sense of humor right. that drives them that direction. Right. But not Lisa. For some reason, her pain was just her brother. Uh, she was probably meant. Probably meant to be like um, like a temp who did some calendar work or something, but she got uh, caught up with this over-domineering brother early on oh, in life who forced her into a life of uh, sketch comedy at a, at a far too young age, <laughs> and it, somehow it just took. Right. So are, are they taking full advantage? Are they, like in the Fiona Apple video, are they putting you in um, hot pants and all that? Well, you got to see a lot of my... But and, and some breastage in that. But right. yeah, you know, I've played Farrah Fawcett a couple times in a, in a Wonder Bra, so um, there's definitely some cleave there. Good. I did this NBTNA sketch where there was a lot of, a lot, too much shown. But they also make me very ugly and let me take advantage of what's on the inside as well. Right. So yeah. We'll yeah, the inside's very ugly, Lisa. Colin, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. It ain't exactly. pretty. All right, uh, we'll uh, take some calls, and then we got to talk. Drew, you're going to like this. Before, just a little bit before she got into Mad TV, Lisa was doing this um, safe sex AIDS awareness spokesperson oh, no type kidding. stuff where she traveled around from school to school and addressed uh, auditoriums and did radio spots and all sorts of stuff, basically uh, all based around sexual education. Teaching people sexual awareness so that they felt good enough about their bodies to do what they wanted to do with it, and AIDS awareness as well. Mm -hmm. so. Is there uh, anything you learned from that that you want to share tonight? I mean, anything that startled you that you weren't aware of before you got Actually, involved with it? I mean, I did learn that you really need to be familiar with your own body and your own self before yep. you, or you should be before you share yourself with someone else. Because I then about you two and a half hours before I begin my second lesson <laughs> of the day in terms of familiarizing myself with my own genitalia. Yeah. I believe that, but it's probably your fourth. I, I took the foil off my windows, actually, Drew. Why? And I have no curtains up, so I'm uh, I'm in a bit of a bind. Yes, you must have moved to the inner sanctuary. <laughs> yes, I've entered the stairwell. The, I've entered the whacking zone, which is uh, in the uh, the hub of the house. No kidding. Yeah, it's it's a little difficult now because if I go up there tonight and I turn on the TV and the VCR, uh, all the neighbors are just it. peering oh, yeah. right through the windows there. So I have to do an elaborate um, uh, maze of mirrors where I ah. actually fire up the pornography in the master bedroom and it feeds it into the tub. Mm. Sort of like a laser. laser yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I actually will blow uh, hash smoke into it to create an illusion and play a little uh, Dark Side of the Moon. All right, Jake. Yeah. You're 29. Yes, sir. What's going on? Uh wanted to actually i want to start off by saying you guys i'm singing your praise i've i've been listening to you for a long time i think you're both great and for totally opposite reasons hmm. did, did you guys try and you know achieve this kind of opposite you know drew's that uh, the analytical problem solver 
stable type person, and Adam's been through the ups and downs. And well, no, this is uh, blame it on our parents and our upbringing. <laughs> this is yeah. Drew this went is to the uh, little Lord Fauntleroy School for um, yeah, albino hemophiliacs, and uh, I went to North Hollywood High. Yeah, Such a good repeat job. On your parents, right? Don't you say that? Uh, all the time? I, here, it's actually my responsibility. What? Somebody asked me. Uh, this show has evolved over many years. Really. And, uh, when the television show came around, somebody said, well, who do you want to co-host this? And Adam sort of popped into my mind. And I, he and I worked together on a couple other occasions, just really briefly, but I just I had a sense that, that something could, could I work. I think you guys work so well together. So. It's, it's, it's not the same. He, by the way, will give me no credit for this, so you'll never hear this again. Yeah. No. Dump that from the show, Engineer mm-hmm. Mike. All right, Jake, what do you want? Okay. Thank you, but what do you want? Okay. Anyway, what I wanted to know was um, after a relationship ends, when do you know it's time to, to, to move on again? I've been through to a lot of... To start a new one? Very short, you know, quick, cut-and-dry relationships, you know, maybe a month or two. It's not really a relationship. Well, it's time to man. move on when the relationship's over, right? He means Jake? when to start a new one. Yeah, when to start a new one. When, when do you want That's to rebound? When do you want to rebound and when are you genuinely uh, exactly. ready for a new relationship? Exactly. As soon as you can get to one of her friends... But you weren't really in a relationship if it's only been a month. Get to one of her friends. All right, well, settle down, Jake. Jake, one, Jake in a month, it, it really didn't isn't. Work. Jake. It worked for a little while. Though. All right. Let's hang up on Jake. No, come on. Let's let him. Jake has a uh, one of those inner dialogues that turned outer. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the scariest kind of dialogue. I don't mind people that hear voices or even uh, think think uh, multitudes of thoughts, but when they actually come spilling out past the lips constantly... <laughs> It's frustrating. Then it uh, becomes difficult. Jake, have you cooled your jets a little bit? Oh, I actually thought I hung up on him. Jake? No. No, good. Jake? All right, relax. Are you there? Yeah. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You really hurt his feelings. (laughs) Wow, you sound so depressed now. I guess it'd be uh, tantamount to like... uh, Ron Jeremy not signing uh, like an autographed uh, uh, picture for me or something like that, like a hero of mine. Think about that. All right, Jake. I'm sorry, man. You cool? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Go ahead, Drew. Now, Jake, Adam's feelings are now hurt. But let's, uh, the question then is, when is it appropriate to to begin again, right? Jake? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Jake, can I ask you a question? No. Jake. (laughs) <laughs> this is the first time that's ever happened that's true wow a lot of guys would feel bad i don't this guy is an asshole oh, okay drew please no he's not he's, <laughs> i i think actually that was, well, it was whatever it was all right Do, would you like to impart some uh words of wisdom to jake while he uh sulks it's it's sort of and think, loads I his hunting was, rifle i think we just sort of spoiled his good time he was all upbeat and having a great time hey, jake let me share with you i feel like that every night i came in feeling like that adam blasted me i i i, I feel your pain okay right. is that it that's it uh but the deal is when when is when is the rebound over and when are you actually getting involved when are you ready to get involved again and he was talking about having been in these short relationships of four weeks duration or something it's not really relationships those are just sort of explorations or Right. Infatuations. I mean, somebody can come off something like that pretty quickly and, and be ready. Well, you Question have to. Is, Otherwise, you you know, you get laid for three weeks, and then a year and a half goes by, and then you get laid for three weeks. I mean, you have to, you have to go from relationship to relationship if why? they're only going to be three or four weeks yeah, long. And if you're just, if you're, you really have to sort of examine what your motives are for dating. Are you just trying to date? Just one company? Are you really looking for a relationship? Or if you are, why are you choosing people who are not available, who are, don't seem to match? All right. I think we've done enough making up with Jake. That's enough bad advice. Uh, Maria? You're 30. 
Yes, I am. You're on with Mad TV's Lisa Cushell. Okay. <laughs> my, <laughs> my question is, um, how does the eating disorder bulimia affect a pregnancy? Well, I don't know the data off the top of my head, but it certainly can confound the pregnancy. There can be problems with intrauterine growth retardation. Has anybody ever vomited up a fetus? No. There, have, uh, there can be problems with premature termination, miscarriages. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of problems. Look, nutrition is critically important during pregnancy. Oh. And it, not only are you, being, are, you, are you rendering inadequate nutrition, I mean, that can really be a serious health risk to yourself. I mean, whatever risks are of bulimia are certainly confounded during pregnancy. Uh, but you are also putting the developing fetus at significant risk. But it's like the, the kid has an eating disorder, too, if well, you have one. Like the kid's down there, and a, like a hoagie comes down, and then uh, the kid's <laughs> going, oh, good, I'm starving. And then, oh, 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 oh where well, are you going? There are lots of metabolic problems and derangements that go on that are going to certainly affect the ability of the child to develop normally. I don't know if there's any suggestion that they have neurologic impairments or cardiac defects or those sorts of things, but I wouldn't be surprised if that were a possibility. Okay, now... Um, with the tightening of the stomach muscles and when you throw up, that couldn't, like, make the baby deformed or... No, that is no. the least mm. of your, that is the Tell her yes, Drew, please. <laughs> that is the, it, it, there are a million other things going on biologically that can deform the baby, okay? So you're pregnant. Are you pregnant? Ways. Yes, I am. Okay, I want to add something to my list. You know, uh, Lisa, I have this list of um, people who can't get pregnant mm -hmm. or uh, people who can't have sex. Mm -hmm. I'm going with... Uh, People with eating disorders. Uh, so far on the list are people that uh, refer to the vagina as the virgina. Good. Um, guys who refer to the scrotum as my nutsack. Okay. Um, what were the other ones, uh, Drew? I think there was uh, two or three more that are escaping me right now. People shouldn't have children? That one yeah. Was? Oh, we got a huge list of that. Oh, we do? I mean, those are, those are where you, we start. Can you think of one? Uh, and what is this wee crap? No, I mean we're constantly saying don't have kids, don't have kids. These right, but I, I actually put it down and made a made a list. Oh, I never saw the list. All people right, people who only have one cavity and it's because they only have one tooth. That's good. I'm going to put that on the list. Maria. Yes. All right. So you have eating disorder, and how far along are you? Um, about two to three months. And you, have you seen an obstetrician? No, I haven't. Go immediately. Immediately. Okay. The nutritional needs of the developing fetus are tremendous. You know what, Maria? Yes. My uh, my brother and sister-in-law just had a baby, and it is just the most wonderful, miraculous thing that could happen to a person. And you don't want to do anything to harm that child's life. It's it's so unfair to that kid has no. Um, it's not his decision whether yeah. or not he's coming, and and you've chosen to bring him out. So, get help. And uh, Maria, yes, this uh, here is what you call a crossroads, I think, because uh, you have one of two things that could happen. You could um, get hold of your eating disorder, get some help with it, and uh, then have a beautiful born uh, child in six months and no eating disorder. Or you could keep going with the eating disorder, um, destroy the child, uh, destroy yourself in the process, uh, possibly be brought up on, on criminal charges for this. I don't know. I've never heard of any precedent for this, but, but I'm sure be, yeah. it's uh, certainly uh, feasible. Yeah. And then uh, spiral into a life of um, certainly not abuse, uh, alcohol, and, and vomiting. All right, Maria? So why don't you just sort of treat this as a good excuse to deal with your eating disorder? Okay, thank you. Yeah? Huh? I said thank you. Uh, did your mom take you to a lot of ballet classes when you were a kid? Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. She is not that quality. What's up with her? This is somebody who's abused. 
You think so? Yeah. My mother? Um, hold on. Oh, Should no. we gamble? You want to gamble? Some way. Something happened to her. What happened At to you? 30, it's still it's asking questions like... Uh, <laughs> what, you ask me, why am I bulimic? What, I, I'm suspecting that something more... That bulimia is part of a syndrome of a more... Have you ever been to a psychiatric hospital before? Uh, no. Have you had problems with substance use in the past? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it just seems to me part of a, a larger psychiatric syndrome going on here. This is The eating disorder thing you were going after was somebody who is just... That is their disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is... This uh, is part of a bigger problem. Okay. All right. Listen, Maria, please be serious about this. Um, I thought of one of the other things on the uh, list that people weren't allowed to have sex. Uh, people, and we've uh, had quite a few of these calls... People who think, uh, females who think they can get pregnant because the their boyfriend, yes. no, no, their uh, brother uh, had himself in the jacuzzi right. last summer. Right, right, right. <laughs> and uh, there wasn't enough diatomaceous earth in the filter, and uh, they're thinking, and they went skinny dipping, which is, uh, they wouldn't ask the question if they're wearing trunks. If that was the case, there would be a pregnancy after every party you're <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Lisa used to come to uh, the parties over at uh, uh, Shea Nude uh, right. up there in La Crescenta. Well, no, but uh, I used to peek out my bedroom window and see Lisa frolicking around in her two-piece uh, by the pool there, and it was, uh, it was like you uh, a pool. You described I, living in squalor. What no, you I, I, I did live in squalor uh, my entire life, but about four or five years ago, I must have been about twenty-nine. I want to go ahead and, and uh, tell the story. I moved to, like, um, Playboy Mansion West, what? but it wasn't really... No, don't, it wasn't peacocks and bunnies and, and all that. It was up in La Crescenta. Wood deck. Huh? A wood deck. That's yeah, there was a wood deck. Yeah. Yeah. La Crescenta version exactly. of Playboy. Yeah. Every house was built in 1971. Yeah, and uh, It pretty much looked like the Boogie Nights house. Right. It was like a bad 70s uh, house, but it was me and two other guys, and we all rented this house, and it had a big pool in the backyard, and it had a pool table, and it was just sort of this uh, debauchery I'm zone. surprised you ever left. Yeah, well, I you know, they, I was the yeah, I, I was kicking and screaming. The guy who owned the house just sold it out from under us. But uh, my roommate, uh, Cortland and Ralph, um, were both guys that um, were no stranger to the drink. And uh, no stranger to uh, the debauchery and whatever, especially Ralph. And this guy could drink and party all night. We'd have these parties, and we'd have these big jacuzzi parties. And uh, they'd start off, you know, fairly innocently and, and fairly tame about 3 in the afternoon with some chips and uh, beer hot and dogs. hot dogs and pool activities. But mm, by about mm, 4.35 in the morning, I'd come stumbling out of my room, and uh, Ralph would be on the pool table with, uh, with a girl. Now, and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And, Mike, uh, didn't you sort of have a sense of, uh, sh uh, of sorrow for Adam's past? So we had this real sense that he lived in squalor hey, and I misery was, his entire life. I was 30 at the time, living uh, like a 19-year-old frat boy. Are you kidding? I was 30 years that's, old. That's a pretty accurate description. I was there. How how big was my room, Lisa? Because uh, I know Lisa adjourned to my room a time or two with her boyfriend and used that. I should have rented the damn thing out. I wasn't getting any use out of it. Being pathetic is not as 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 uh, tough to swallow as you're having been miserable. He was miserable before that. If the stories I and I after, thank you. And after, supposedly. no, I wasn't miserable after that. Oh, I see. So that's when things turned. Yeah, that's where uh, you know I was uh, climbing out of the mire of misery.
But uh, big pool, uh, pool table, jacuzzi, and uh, God knows what was going on in that jacuzzi after about uh, two thirty-three in the morning. And I slept over at almost every party. And you did. I was always there the next morning. Yeah, but Lisa's was very virtuous. She had a boyfriend. Yes. She uh, uh, very monogamous. Kept her damn top off uh, or on, <laughs> I should say. I was just hoping you go along with me. Just kind of weapon. No, we were sleep by my a, forked a, tongue. We were. But as you slept at night, would you have to put a pistol on your pillow or something? No, it was okay. No, it was okay because people wouldn't sleep. They would pass out where they were. You'd find guys like standing by a blender that'd been running for the last nine hours, just you know, in a puddle <laughs> of drool on the counter. People would just go belly up about four thirty in the morning. So um, no one really knew where they were but my room always uh, for some reason and I, I can't quite figure out why my room turned into the designated hesher's room all the pot smokers would go to my room and my room was as big as this room maybe really smaller tiny. i mean I had a really tiny little room in the back and i'd fling open the door and smoke would come pouring out of it and there'd be 15 people sitting on my bed with just, a bong just so you know drew there was a a television uh, in the top corner of the room, have you ever lived facing down no, toward the bed? He has never lived anywhere without that. Right? I like my TV. Uh, right. I like. Uh, here's how I arrange my room. Like I'm staying in the hospital. And think well, about the exactly hospital. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. The, uh, hey, hospitals, hospitals have a video library. Right by the side of the bed? <laughs> they don't have as, as good a pornography collection as I do. Although I, I don't know, if Cedars has a pretty good collection in the basement. I wasn't supposed to say anything, but the point is, is there's nothing wrong with staying in the hospital other than you're sick. Other yeah. than that, it's a great ride. TV's up there. The bed goes up. Bed goes down. You know, food coming. Uh, women in uh, nurses' outfits. Maybe I don't even know. Maybe they're nurses coming around, <laughs> delivering the food. Okay. Yeah, right. people coming over and visiting you. I mean, it's a good setup People if you're not good. sick. Yeah. They bring flowers, flowers. candy. All right, we've got to go to break. We'll get uh, more into... Um, uh, we've my, done nothing to help anyone. My alternative lifestyle after this. All right, over the years, people upgrade things, everything. Life, cars, phones, TVs. But when was the last time you upgraded your underwear? Yes, I mean it, underwear. I want to tell you about Tommy John, not the pitcher, the revolutionary men's underwear brand that is taking America by storm. Each pair is expertly crafted. Legs never ride up. Waistband never rolls down. Tommy John's patented 21st century design even makes it impossible to get a wedgie. And all of Tommy John's underwear is backed by their best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Free guarantee. It's not the best underwear you've ever worn. They We'll give it to you for free. If you want to look and feel amazing while keeping cool and comfortable all day, make the switch to Tommy John. Go to TommyJohn.com now and check out their complete line of phenomenal underwear, undershirts, and socks. Use promo code ADAM and get 20% off your first order. That is promo code ADAM for 20% off. TommyJohn.com. TommyJohn.com. That's where you get that 20% off. Can't believe how they give these huge discounts. How do they get, get away with that? Hi, this is French Stewart and Simbi Kali from, from Third Rock, Rock from, from the, the Sun. Sun. And you are listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. Um, Gavin from Bush tomorrow night and um, Lisa Cushell from Mad TV. Saturdays, 11 o'clock on Fox. Lisa's going to be um, a, a huge uh, force in uh, comedy. Thank you, Adam. That didn't come out great, but here's what I'm saying. Young, talented. Uh, give her, um, before she's 30, probably have some uh, show. And probably be named after. With an exclamation point. Lisa! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'll get a job, like, on the show. It's like the... Um, janitor. Walk on janitor. Yeah. Right. Neighbor right, guys. The, yeah, the kooky neighbor. Always, like, trying to get in your pants. Right. Always um, 
but harmless. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, you always end up giving me loving advice. That's the beauty of. Uh, you see it, you're above your nose. I'm gonna. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Let me write that down, Drew. <laughs> All right, hold on. Uh, and your mic. Uh, shut Drew's mic off for a second, please. Thanks. The beauty of sitcoms is uh, the uh, kooky, quirky guys who uh, in their 40s or 50s who live uh, in the basement and are the superintendents of the building who like a little beer and they like a little bowl bowling and they have a crush on uh, one of the ladies in the thing, but they're completely harmless and they have a real good sense of humor. Real life, those guys are rapists. Yeah. That's, uh, that's real life. Real exactly. life is the guy gets loaded, uh, uses the master key to force his way uh, into the bedroom and uh, goes to roofie route. But in sitcoms, he's, Sitcom just, a, is a happy he's place. just a lovable uh, alcoholic guy. Loves his tools and his uh, girly calendars. All right, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Lisa and I go way back, mm -hmm. and um, we're just talking about the house that I lived in with all these guys that had a uh, pool, pool table. <laughs> and uh, all the good, uh, all the hot sex spots this house had, although... <laughs> Pardon me. I didn't beautiful. seem to. Nice. I didn't tap. Uh, turn Drew's mic back on. Thank you. I didn't tap into any of those uh, spots: the uh, jacuzzi, the pool, or the pool table. But uh, the other uh, roommates, uh, they uh, they ran the trifecta. <laughs> and uh, boy, I'll tell you that jacuzzi uh, the the next day was uh, not pretty. It was like a um, a plane full of uh, uh, pot and sperm went down. <laughs> It was like, it, was like uh, it just crash-landed in the top. There's a big, just a big slick on top of it. We'd have to just drain it completely. Most people just, like, turn the skimmer on and, uh, you know, throw a little chlorine in there. We'd actually have to uh, just drain it. Drain it. Yeah, start now. And then fill it up again just to drain it again as, like, a rinse. Right. And then fill it up again. <laughs> Could you right. ever, like, create, like, a you know, ice skating on it or anything? Or you ever try to go for any records? Yeah, during the winter when yeah. the sperm would freeze, right. Right. the kids would play. Uh, neighborhood kids would play hockey on it. It was great. Everyone scored. All right. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Anne. Hi. Hey, you're 21. I'm so excited. I'm on the radio. Yeah, be careful, Ann. Adam might attack you. <laughs> Boy, that one guy got weird. I think he was just trying to make you feel bad. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I think so, too. Well, anyway, it worked. Um, okay, well, I have I have this boyfriend, actually. He's my ex-boyfriend now. Um, but we see each other off and on, and um, every now and then we all go out with his friends and stuff. And um, one of his one day I went to a party, and one of his friends happened to be there. One that I always kind of thought he was cute and stuff. Anyway, we started talking and we really hit it off. And uh, he's a good friend of the other guy, and um, I really like him a lot. And um, the only thing is, he's a good friend of my ex-boyfriend. How so long I, ex are you again? Excuse me. How long have you been ex? Oh, it's been a year, but we see each other on and off. You, know? you date on and off? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well. And I like his friend, and I don't know if I should just stop seeing the both of them. Whose idea is it to see each other on and off? Yeah, we all sort uh, of disapprove of that. Of What's that all about? You're just lonely and there's a familiar uh, person? Yeah, you can say that. Not a good, not a good thing. Really? Uh, I, I don't know if I... Should I just stop seeing the both of them? I think you ought to stop seeing the ex-boyfriend and get on with the friend. I mean, a year has passed. Yeah, no? Really? I do. I think after a year, it, X is X. Yeah, a year, but they got it on last week. <laughs> well, if they're still doing that. Listen, Ed. Yeah, this is one of those sexual maintenance things. Here's the deal, Ryan. You stop me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. Um, this guy knows how to push your buttons sexually. Yeah. You can't help it. Uh-huh. You uh, say to yourself, no more. 
but you have a few beers and you get on the phone, exactly. and uh, it's a maintenance thing. Uh -huh. And he, he does you up real good because, um, as we all know, sex is better when it's uh, devoid of any kind of spiritual <laughs> attachment <laughs> I, or anything uh, like that. That's when what it's he's that doing, pure drunken vengeance sex, that's I'm, what she's getting on, a, on a regular you, basis. Well, not so much drunk. I mean, and right. Well, hi. Whatever. Some level, though, you're sort of maintaining a, a connection with this guy. Yeah, Drew, and I like his friend, and they're really good. But friends. Drew doesn't believe that a woman can have a sort of service agreement with a guy and not be bound on no. some level yeah. emotionally. It happens, it happens all the time. Not, not in an ongoing way. It's very difficult for that to happen. And just you so. Know, like, to be completely free of any emotional involvement in yeah, a relationship. Yeah, no, that's kind of hard. So when this guy picks up um, and, and leaves, you don't have any feeling about that when he pulls his pants up and then kicks his underwear uh, out to the car? I still, I mean, See, there's, this, this, there, there's something there. Uh -huh. And here's the question. If he would say to you, you know what, honey, let's get together. I want to get totally committed to you once again. What would oh, you say? No. no then stop no sleeping with him. him. Then stop sleeping with them. You see, you see the, the Adam, Adam's response is, "Oh, great, everything's great." Then. No, you see no, the, the no, no, no. What I'm, that. what I'm thinking is, is that she said no because she can't trust him, yeah. and that's not the hypothetical that right. Drew's putting out. Right. Drew's saying, if he or uh, let me uh, use better English, if and he were to say. <laughs> That uh, he'll he, he'll never himself. cheat. He'll commit, and you knew he made some sort of pact uh, that you knew he couldn't cheat. He would commit to you 100. percent You would be all for that. Oh, You'd be yeah. back in this one. Okay, right. That's Drew's theory, uh, and I'm right. Yeah, right. I mean, if he if I knew for a fact he wouldn't cheat. Right. Well, wait. If that's the case, then the only reason she has the hots for his friend is because she wants to get back at him. Uh, well, well, not, not necessarily. necessarily. I I really dig him. He's really cool. Right. And I'm can't but your your judgment yeah. is a little yeah. suspect, Anne. Yeah, Anne can't be alone. Anne has doesn't feel good about herself, and Anne needs to work on Anne for a little while. Maybe you should leave them both. Really? I think that is a good idea. To leave the both just of to them be alone. alone for a while and insist yeah. on being alone and try to try to develop some um, discover myself. Yeah, some sense of self worth and uh, something develop things that interest you, and you'll meet somebody along the way. Live oh. alone, get a couple cats. <laughs> oh, I hate cats. I'm allergic to them. All right, well, get something you're not allergic to other than the guy uh -huh. and um, don't have sex with it for a while. Okay. Have great. something that uh, eats and crafts that you can't have sex with. Uh -huh. Get used to being around that for a while. That's what people need. <laughs> they need to have something that, like, eats, uh, crafts, and sits on their lap once in a while, but they don't actually have sex with it okay. just to get used to being around Earthworms? something that they're not. What? Ah, oh, Jesus, I just ruined a $80 pair of loafers. Who's let their gecko out? And the irony is they're gecko loafers. Oh. oh. Hold on. Let me write that. Oh, no. Oh, man. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> 20. Yeah. Um, I just had a quick question about OCD. Uh, how was it treated? Uh, there's sort of different ways and different theories, and it depends how severe it is and, and what sort of syndrome we're talking about. But let me just say that there are medications out there that are very effective for treating obsessive-compulsive symptoms. Uh, it is a biologically based disorder, whether it's actually caused purely out of a biological trigger or whether some psychological input is uh, open for debate. But it has a strong biological component that has very effective treatments available. Interestingly, Prozac is a medication now is, that has been shown to be quite effective for obsessive-compulsive traits, yeah. something called Luvox. There's m most of uh, the serotonin reuptake inhibitor antidepressants. I used that term, by the way, while you were gone. Serotonin, re SRA? serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Thank you. Yeah. 
I almost got a uh, BJ from Dr. <laughs> Bruce when he heard me use that one. And I don't think if he wasn't such a devout Christian, I may have gotten, gotten something going. All right, why, uh, why don't you sell the hell out of something? We'll go to break, Drew. Uh, no. This is always the fun no. part of the show no, no, when no, Drew right. tries That's to sell right. a call. You're uh, not going to uh, do that? Uh, 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 go. Girlfriend is going to have his baby. He's well, well, who's, what's Eddie. the name? Eddie. Oh, how many times do I tell you that when there's a name attached to it, it's so much more poignant? Not only that, but his girlfriend is going to have his baby. He's worried about commitment and the baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. wants you to know what custom means. It means the perfect shader blinds for you. It'll fit perfectly into your window. These aren't cut up with a saw by someone hoping to make them the right size. They are hand-built from scratch specifically for your windows. BlindsGalore.com is a pioneer of custom window treatments, and they've covered over 2 million windows. They know exactly how to get it right. Do not bother with the stress of going out to a store. With BlindsGalore.com, you can do it all yourself. And their expert customer service team is happy to walk you through the process, designing your new custom blinds or shades. They're there to help every step of the way. That's right. Blinds and shades can make a room feel brand new. Been looking to update a room. This is how you can do it. They'll give you an amazing product and you will save money. Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know I sent you. That is BlindsGalore.com. Hey, this is Fiona Apple and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. All right. Tonight, our guest is... Um Lisa Cushell. Tomorrow night it is uh, Gavin from Bush. And then um, Thursday is a guy named Dave I went to junior high with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just screwing around with Lisa. She's a bona fide star and deserves to be here. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think we're scooping some shows by uh, by getting her uh, this uh, radio exposure. Oh, we, tend to, we, yeah, we tend to scoop uh, stars, and then they leave and never, they, never turn They around. crap on us, yeah. but not uh, Lisa. Not She'll never you. turn on us that way. No, no because we've had a, a love affair for many years now. Yes. Yeah. I always look at Lisa as the one that got away. And I look at you as the one who similar. should go away. <laughs> There's still <laughs> exactly. an opportunity here, guys. I'm no, it's it's uh, we've we've cemented our. Um, Oh, wait a minute. Nothing's ever in cement, Adam. Yeah, that's true. Well, once in a while, something is carved in cement, but yet a blade of grass, uh, defying all odds and all logic, is able to push its way up through the cracks and and, and, and blossom into a weed <laughs> that gets stepped on and by uh, yeah, he needs pedestrian. Practice, I'm sorry. Nothing no, there's still happen. time. There's still time for us because... Um, I'm not really getting any younger, but Lisa is uh, barely 26, and um, fresh as the day is long. Mm. She's really uh, quite... Uh, I, I wish all you uh, people at home could see Lisa. The, well, they can. Oh, they can? Yeah. They can watch Mad TV. But she's wearing those wigs and stuff. Yeah, you can't When is Mad TV on? That'd be Saturday nights on the Fox Network. Yeah. 11 o'clock. Mm. I think they're and better. Don't, what? don't switch over to Saturday Night Live at eleven thirty. Give us a full hour's attention before you decide that you know. Yeah. Did you? Did you are you across? Are you syndicated through Fox? Yes. So did you get on some of these WB channels and things too? You know, we had to do all that weird. Did, did we? You, I don't know. Have you had to do any uh, horribly humiliating promotional? No, I haven't had to do anything terribly humiliating. Oh, that's yet good. That I wasn't being paid for. You know. Um, right. Wild. Anyway, no, I haven't. Well, the thing uh, that we've learned about TV is that uh, for some, uh, they call it promotional, but we should really call it the demotional <laughs> material because uh, what they do is they basically have you um, do make as big an ass as uh, you can make of yourself right. in, in about 30 seconds so that you can promote whatever uh, show that's coming on. NBC's and we, we kind of taking it to a new level. Yeah. With the big 
Yeah, pull your penis out, right. get on a pogo stick, and then we'll take a sheet of uh, lucite. We'll put a camera under it, and you can do a handstand uh, on top of it. This is real highbrow stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a giant xylophone, and then right. you'll get uh, a big uh, wooden spoon with some yarn on the end of it, and then you can go ahead and whack uh, the xylophone, and then... Improv with the handle uh, while we're going out. That's the one good thing about Fox uh, not paying too much attention to us is we don't have to do goofy promotional stuff. Yeah, that's uh, it's really it's great. That's great about being uh, on MTV too. They yeah. uh, don't involve us in any of your uh, network things. Exactly. They're not aware we're on MTV. Some guy called me. Uh, some guy called me who's doing a uh, website who has like a uh, website for us and uh, one of these uh, unofficial websites, and he said uh, he was kind of alarmed and he said. You know, um, I checked out the um, MTV website. Your show wasn't listed. Well, what's going on with that? Is it renewed? I said, uh, yeah. Is it doing good? Mm, yeah. Well, why wouldn't it be listed? I was like, <laughs> why would it be listed? You know why? Because people find the good stuff. Yes, yes. Oh, well, MTV... Lisa, uh, Adam, thank her for that. Oh, yes, yeah. thank you, Lisa. No, I'm sorry. M- MTV, uh, the geniuses that they are... But uh, they decided, they're very shrewd uh, in a business sense. They decided to put all uh, the money behind the uh, Rodman World Tour and uh, Daria yeah. and uh, Idiot Savant and uh, Oddville and all the other <laughs> brilliant <laughs> programs, <laughs> the, the overwhelming successes that they've had over the last year. So you're very shrewd that way. Let's take every promotional dollar, we'll put it into Oddville. And then, of course, uh, that'll balloon into a huge success, and then that'll open doors for Loveline, and we'll go in on the coattails of Oddville. It just, uh, it's genius. It really is genius. TV but is I, I uh, am genius. thinking that, that in their minds, they're thinking, you know, Adam and Drew are so huge that people are going to watch whether or not we promote, and I think it's the same with Mad TV. That we're Take so big that people are going to watch that, too? What? No, oh, oh, okay, you, oh, yeah. Oh, Adam. I thought it was all about me. <laughs> you nuts. No, it is true. If you if you do good work and uh, you're able to uh, stay out there, uh, people will find you. Yes. There is some sanity to this uh, insane universe of ours. Eddie. Hi. You're 23. Yeah. Hi, Eddie. And not that we do good work, but we're always talking about getting laid and, you know, shankers and stuff. So. That's good work. Yeah, it's good work. Hey, Eddie. Yeah. What's uh, What's doing? My situation is, um, me and my girlfriend have been dating for nine months. Eight months of that um, situation has been um, her being pregnant with my child. Would you still be with her if she were not pregnant? Um, Honestly, probably not. Okay. Um, Five of of those months have been separated. Um, I was stationed in Italy with her. Now I'm in D.C. and she's still in Italy. We've gone through a tremendous amount of stress and difficulties, everything from preterm labor to um, she just recently got into a car accident, um, to a lot of different things over the past five months that have, have brought us closer together. Um, uh, brought you closer or sort of locked you in more? No, um, really brought me closer. I right. had a, when I left in July, it was a very bad situation. We fought every night. It was very difficult for us to... Um, she was very closed in and very locked in her own, own little world, and it was very hard for me to communicate with her. Were you in the military? We both are. Oh. Then you were stationed in Italy. Yeah, we both were, yes. Jeez, that's not a bad uh, deployment or assignment. Not bad. Yeah. All right, so um, so what's the question exactly? Now? Well, I guess the question is, I um, over the past few months of me being separated from her and me doing the best I can, I've been the, some, uh, the emotional blanket, the emotional support. Um, and right now, 
I'm kind of worried about myself. My biggest concern in my life now is my son, is my who's about to be born. I'm willing to do anything to make sure his... Your, your unborn son. Right, yeah. Okay. For his happiness. Um, I'm willing to instead of basically give up a lot of my happiness to make sure he has a happy and healthy life, uh -huh. especially since how crazy both of our lives have been. Your, your upbringing, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, what the hell were you doing in the military, Eddie? One of those situations. You don't sound like a typical uh, GI type. Um, Would they have you working in the, um, uh, like on the magazine or something? Sir, <laughs> a military magazine. Hospital. What'd you do? I'm in the hospital, the basement of the hospital. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's, that's called the morgue, isn't it, Drew? <laughs> yeah. Hey, and keep you plenty busy over there in the military, right? Right. Oh, well, that's a good job. I, uh, I uh, take clothes off of dead people. What do you what'd you do in the morgue there, Eddie? Actually, I, I work. I was in the um, emergency room. Now I just I, I kind of work like the back part of the um, operating room. That's all. Not really in the morgue, but kind of the back part of the. Like operating the room. Uh, back door. Yeah. Where like, like uh, if they live, they get to leave out the front door. Yeah, basically. Is that true? <laughs> Are you setting up the trays or something? The surgical trays? Or? Right. Yeah, I'm a steroplastician. Okay. Oh no, right. boy. All right. Fun, fun. That was like charades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how most our calls are. Uh, the greatest ones are, uh, boy, it's an interesting accent. Uh, where are you from? Gardena? Downey? Uh, no, uh, where are your folks from? Virginia? <sighs> uh, where did they get their accent? Their parents? Uh, okay. Uh, what color are they? Uh, kind of brown? <laughs> yes. And then we've had those conversations. Oh, we those get those all. I've heard a couple of those. Oh, they're the greatest, yeah. All right, so Eddie, What's his question? we're going to flip over all the cards now. Okay, the question is, um, I'm more concerned about my um, my raising of my son and wanting to take the chance that I'm not sure if I'm going to um, be one to commit to my girlfriend ah. in my life. Well, right. but now wait a minute. All right, what, what are her plans with the son? Because oh. I think legally those prevail. Well, yeah, she she has every intention of trying to make things work between me and her. Okay, and so right, let's make, make that effort. I mean, I you know what? This is something maybe we don't talk enough about. We we do we do sort of put the the doomsday curse on a lot of relationships based on the emotional circumstances. But uh, I also do believe that the will can prevail if given the proper commitment and given people's willingness to give up. Uh, some of their own narcissistic uh, impulses and uh, subjugate them on behalf of, say, a child or a commitment or a family. Mm -hmm. Humans have that capacity. But it's one of the things people can do that make them better than elephants. Uh, okay, hold on a second. Uh, Ann, Engineer Mike, uh, mark this uh, date down on the calendar. Drew has sat up. Uh, two years of doing a radio show with Dr. Drew and watching him uh, do a show like he was doing it out of a wheelbarrow. He's actually sat up in his chair, and he's leaned forward. <laughs> yes, everybody, he's passed the The funny night. part is, you're not. <laughs> no. All right, Mike, shut your own mic off. No, but... but <laughs> look at him. I think Lisa's inspired this in No, him. but look, th this is... No, it's a time change. <laughs> I'm still this wine time, so I'm wide awake. Drew, I want to send your ass to Hawaii every weekend. And But look, I, I, we rarely say something like this, and, and, I, and I... I don't know, I've been thinking... I thought a lot about this while I was away, and how much we give sort of a pessimistic view of things because we're sort of overcome with the emotional realities right. that people live in. And our but, callers are losers. Well, and, and the reality is the emotional circumstances usually do prevail, and people have to understand what those are. But that they can, people do have capacity to overcome some of that based on commitment and value and desire to do a better thing. Yeah. And, and on behalf of another person is, is sometimes one of the ways people are able to accomplish that. And the Eddie, our friend Eddie... Problem. He's um, Sergeant Eddie, the overthinker. 
He may yeah. only be a sergeant's rank, but in the in, in the fretting, if there was a military for people who fret and um, uh, overanalyze, he would be a four-star general. Mm -hmm. Way too much thinking. And here's the thing about life. Oh, man. Especially 23, especially when your wife's in uh, the military in Italy, and especially when she's pregnant and you're working around dead people. You think too much, you're screwed. I mean, you would think, if you think too much, you, you will never leave your house. You'll not get in your car. You, you, it's really hard to participate when you're, when you're overanalyzing everything. Eddie, you're doing that. It's a curse. It's nice to think about things a little bit, but don't overdo it. That's my advice. You will drive yourself crazy. All right, we'll be back with uh, the famous Lisa Cachelle and the famous Dr. Drew, the new and uh, improved Dr. Drew, after this. All right, everybody, True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend uh, a lot of time on it, and it's a way to see exactly what's going on in your area. Pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense that there's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called True Car. The True Car app is special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They partnered with over 10,000 True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car. It's hassle-free. It's easy. It's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at True Car on your True Car app. It is that simple. True Car and True Car certified dealers. And using True Car certified dealers, you will save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. No headaches, no hassle. It's fun. And if you don't even want to buy a car, you just want to learn about it, check out the app. Two million cars sold through True Car certified dealer network, and you will work directly with the certified dealer contact. It is easy, it's evolved, it's technology, it's made simple. It's about time. Hey, it's a love line. Hey, Drew! Starting the show that you uh, allegedly co-host. Oh, Drew's gone. All right, shut the door, would you please, Ed? Uh, don't, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to be nice. All right. Hey, it's Loveline. <laughs> hey, uh, go get Drew if someone sees him out in the hall. Lisa Cashel is here. She, of course, is from Mad TV Saturday nights, 11 o'clock. On Fox. And we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. KUPD Tempe Phoenix. Oh! Oh, yes. It's Carrot Top, or as I refer to him, the top, mm. because we're that tight. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Cushell's here tonight. She is um, truly one of the most uh, beautiful and gifted female comedians uh, in town, and um, maybe on the whole planet, because uh, there's so yeah, many yeah. planets, like, uh, I mean, there's so many uh, other countries where there's probably not one funny person in, like, Iraq or something. That's true. Not one funny woman. Although you'd think in Iraq you'd need a sense of humor just to get by every day. There's certain cultures that just sort of um, got passed over. Yeah, I think Anywhere, right. um, they need, like, a tree and a river, uh, like, uh, like rabbits and stuff. Right. Any, any place that's too barren, yeah. people get pissed off. You're right. And they're not so funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lisa Cushell, Mad TV, Saturday night's uh, 11 o'clock, is in tonight. Uh, she's an old friend of mine, and uh, it's nice to have her on the show. Kind of surreal, but uh, kind of fun. Drew is um, still uh, missing in action. Michael. How's it going? It's more 28. That's oh, okay. 
Well, that's what it said. Hi, Michael. Hi, Lisa. I really enjoy you on uh, Mad TV. Wow, thanks. You're Farrah Fawcett, and uh, uh, who is that? Alanis Morissette. It was really right on. You mean Fiona? Portrayal. Fiona Apple. Yeah, Fiona Apple. Yeah. Thank well, you. I thought the Fiona didn't air yet. Well, the, we I did a Fiona thing where she... Uh, uh, she was accepting some sort of... Exactly. Oh, right. Oh, you did the MTV right. uh, take-off right. thing. Thank you. That's very nice to hear. Yeah, it's really good. I'm really enjoying the new season. Excellent. And, and, and Dr. Drew and Adam, you guys are just really terrific. And that's why I'm calling, because I have a question. I have a problem. But uh, Did you like the Bert uh, Convy send-up I did uh, last week? <laughs> did you catch that? Um, actually, I didn't watch it too much oh, last week. Oh, yeah. You weren't on it, were you? No. Okay. No, they Plus, have it was a repeat from last season. That. They only have uh, celebrities. Yeah, a few weeks ago, or not a few weeks ago, a few days ago, you guys were on um, uh, Keenan. Right. And, you know, I missed that. I'm listening to you on the radio, and you guys keep on saying Keenan. You were going to be on Keenan, and you took a break, and you watched it. Right. Where are they talking about? Is it like on MTV? And then I realized uh, Keenan Ivory. Right. Anyway, the, uh, that, the question is. You're talking about um, you're talking about Keenan Wynn, uh, the old actor. No, 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 Keenan uh, Keenan Ivory. Right. Wynn or whatever. Right. Thirteen, Channel Thirteen, at least right. in L.A. All right, Michael. Anyway, the question. If we're if we're going to make this show into like the best of or something, right? We would edit this whole part right <laughs> out. I know, I know, I know. I would suggest that myself. Okay. Anyway, um, the question is, it's about female orgasm, particularly uh, the capability of women, some women. To ejaculate. At least that's how I term it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's not a big deal, but I've asked male friends. They, they've never experienced it with a woman. Some female friends, they think it's a myth, but I've, on experience, have, have had that with some women. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, you know, am I crazy? I've uh, heard Dr. I, Drew say that, that uh, women do ejaculate. Some, I think what it is is when a woman is, is excited and she's uh, is able to produce. There, there's this uh, phenomenon known as female orgasmic incontinence. <laughs> that uh, that does happen on occasion. Trust me, it's not coming from there. Oh, it's coming from there. It just may not be that. It's certainly got to come from that area, doesn't it? It's not coming from urinary tract. Yeah, but wh- how do you know? You know what I mean? I usually done it with the lights on, and the you know I can tell, relate a story to you. Right. Um, oh, go ahead. Hold on, Drew. Where were you? An emergency. Okay. Don't get weird. Well, I hate that. If I'm out, I have to be out. You always pick a medical call. It's so passive aggressive. Well, hey, listen, Jack Hole. You had number one I'm written on the that, little board. That's all I punch. You know I don't read else the calls. That can read. You could ask her to scan them. Oh, photos. please, Drew. You go out and play hooky, and then come back and yell at the principal. Please. Your patient okay? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I can really dig in. All right, so we're talking about um, uh, females having uh, 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 orgasm and yes. uh, some sort of ejaculate. Yes. And that not every woman has a substantial amount of fluid. Some do. And there's a, there's a whole series of glands down there that can produce this stuff that is similar to semen, basically. I mean, the Skeen's glands and Barthlin's glands. Mike, see, I've come across the desert gland uh, mm-hmm. down there a few times, but desert never gland? anything that seemed to produce any kind of moisture. It's just very dry, arid area. Is there ever like an oasis? Yeah, it, that's what it, it looks like. And then I wake up and I'm like, uh, you know, rolling in sand. <laughs> oh, Adam. I know, uh, Michael. So, so I'm not crazy. No, this He's, this uh, can happen. Producer Ann and and the other gals there, they can confirm that this is not craziness. Yeah. 
No. Because I was, you know, I've been wondering for it's many a good thing. years, and I just cannot find anybody who can give me any... Oh, well, what do you... I thought you said you'd experienced it. I have. I All have. right, well, what do you need to know from other people? I'm just curious. Okay. And I've listened to your show for the last couple yes, of months. Yes, it's certainly... And, and I figured between you and Dr. Drew... I could get some assemblance. All right, did you, wait, 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 wait. Right. Did, did, did you, are you uh, understanding the explanation I gave you? Oh, absolutely. That's what I okay. always thought. Okay. Okay. We, they produce a, a, no, that's enough. I don't know what percentage of women possess this skill. I'm guessing low. Uh, I'm, I'd go, I'd go somewhere like one in 25, hmm. maybe one in 20. Um, I'm trying so hard not yeah. to say anything. Do you, do you, you want to shed any light on this? I don't want to shed anything. We'll do that like third person thing where some friend of yours had this problem. And uh, um, I have this friend mm-hmm. who um, does experience that. Uh huh. And um, her male friends mm-hmm. are really happy about it. Right. Yeah. That would be because after she orgasms. Mm-hmm. There's um, still lubricant there uh-huh. for them. This is good, boy. That's what she says. I should have gobbled her up years ago. Could you imagine how good I'd feel about myself now? This is the time where I'm just praying to God that mom and dad went to sleep like <laughs> like ten minutes ago. <laughs> well, again, you're just talking about a friend. Yeah, it's it's a payday for a guy. It's like uh, otherwise, you know, I've never run into a woman who's been able to do this, or perhaps I have. I just have not been able to induce this in a, in a woman I've been with. But it's like for me, it's like busting open a pinata and then sand or sawdust yeah, coming no. out. You want you want that hard candy to come flying out of there. Then I guess I really am the perfect woman. You really are. Oh man. A sense of humor, beautiful face, beautiful body, nubile. Um, got uh, a little bit of self-loathing, which is nice because you could you could like boss around a little bit. Come on, you're worthless. Take out the garbage. Come on, and you would do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then I'd come <laughs> back and make you a cup of hot cocoa. Yeah, and then you'd get really pissed off, but then we'd have a wild sex. Right. You'd apologize. I'd cry, and we'd make love. Right. This is good. Well, it'd probably just start with like a blowjob, but then we'd, you know, as the weeks wore on. Wow. God. Hey, Maria. Hi. Hey, you're 18. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sitting on my front porch, and I have my boyfriend Jason and his friend Jack in my car listening to this right now. And we are talking about smoking pot. Mm-hmm. And Jason seems to think that if he he can smoke pot his whole entire life, every single day, constantly and that it'll be fine even if he has a job and me and jack are trying to tell him that <laughs> well he he is a marijuana addict almost by definition because that's the only person you can hear create that kind of nonsense about this drug it's oh. well documented well documented that it causes significant airway damage right significant neurologic consequences they, behavioral uh, problems, mood disturbances and once it causes a, a year, severe form of addiction they do a study on guys who roadie for Rastafarian bands and smoke uh, 15 joints a day and over uh, daily and over uh, the course of 35 years they do find a 10% decrease no. in respiratory no. function. What they find is that the, in terms of airway damage... Yeah, but they never take a test on everyone we know who smokes pot, which is they smoke out a little on the weekend and that's, and that's pro- about that's it. That's not what we're addressing. Oh, okay. we're, don't, don't confuse the two things. They're, that's like saying... 
uh, you know, talking about know, somebody who's drinking a, a just, quart a day of wine as opposed to somebody who drinks on the weekends. Listen, a glass I, I, of wine. listen I, I, I don't, I don't uh, sing the praises of marijuana, but uh, also when they do do tests, they always go a, uh, they do it in a in a grossly let me, let me, uh, exaggerated way. They tell well, the guys who smoke eight joints a day. I mean, I, you know, you can't smoke let, eight joints let, a day. Let me, they don't, by the way. But yes, let me just put it in a different context. Oh my God, they're doing studies on people that smoke cigarettes a pack a day as opposed to people who smoke two cigarettes a week. All hey, right? Shut Drew's mic off, which he was making way too much sense now, and he's getting out of hand. Right. First he's sitting up, and uh, now he's tossing out the facts and data. <laughs> this is getting out of control, Drew. Being all helpful. Yeah, being all full of information and Bastard. verve. I miss the old Drew, where he could just sort of lie there like a wet sack, and I could kick him for about two hours. Nah, don't bother the mic's on. <laughs> Oh, for Christ's sake, and then the TV show's going to start up, and we're going to be uh, with each other seven days oh, a week, wow. which just means um, nonstop uh, watching wow. Drew eat salad and me yelling at him. Is that Laura Keitlinger still your little... Uh... No, I had her fired. No, actually, they're not bringing her back. Hmm. I don't know what uh, that they're doing. Open? Uh Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Are they talking about bringing producer Ann on? Are, are they producer not, Ann? Ann? Did you hear about this? Don't worry, I, I squelched that deal today. I'm right. just saying, I don't, I don't, work I don't want to work with you any more than I already do, actually. <laughs> I tried to I, tell I, I them. Imagine the three of us seven days a week. Think about that. All right, hold on. Hey, Maria, yeah. hold on one so, second with I this wanna... pot thing. Hold on. Let me explain the genius that is TV for one second. <laughs> Here we go again. I'm doing my best to get and the and show the way, canceled before please, it starts. Please, really can you be kind on Saturday? I and mean, we're going to go in there, see our friends for the first time. No, that's time. where I go in and I go know, right for the jugular. Behave yourself. You're already planning for that. Because you have to lay down that groundwork early. You have to, um, you, you, you have bad, to do, bad you have to set policy. the foundation. Yeah. Because if you don't act like a, well, you're, you're learning this, Lisa, I'm sure. If you don't mm-hmm. act like an a-hole on, uh, on like the set, they mm-hmm. start getting you to do ridiculous things, and then you just become um, their sort of puppet. And TV people are notorious for having the worst ideas known to man. Uh, could you imagine if TV people were like um, in the military? We'd be firing on our own troops uh, with Nerf bombs. I, they're, they're, I don't know how people that are so stupid got into a business where they make so much money. They would, if, if it were 100 years ago, they would all be working on some railroad that just went in a big circle. It really would, and patting each other on the back all the way through. Our TV producers are nice guys. They're good guys, and they know how to do a TV show. But uh, they have ideas sometimes. It's either them or MTV. MTV. They started about a year ago, and they said, um, oh, by the way, guys, uh, there's going to be a girl on the show. Because um, we're doing TV, and when you do TV, it's important to adhere to all the rules that made TV so bad Right. in the last 10 years. We must adhere uh, very stringently to these rules, and we need a girl out in the audience. Right. It uh, doesn't matter uh, what she says, what she looks like, doesn't matter. We need a girl in the audience. And I said to them, what did I say at that point, Drew? You said it's a bad idea. Bad idea. And did I say more? You said history will be will be uh, very unkind, very unkind to this to this decision. Yeah. This is a horrible idea, but uh, what do I know? Go ahead and do it. Shoot yourselves in the foot. So they did it. Uh, l- they uh, took um, 
What the hell's her name? I blocked it out from my Chris, mind. Chris McGaha. Chris McGaha, who's fine, talented, attractive. I have no problem with Chris McGaha. They just took somebody off the street and plugged her into something that we've been doing for right. a while. They take Chris McGaha, they put her uh, in the studio. Uh, lo and behold, it doesn't work out. It seems a little uncomfortable. She's not getting with the flow of the show. It's almost as if she hasn't worked on the show before. <laughs> Jackasses. <laughs> Um, what do we do now? Now we're at a crossroads. What do we do? Um, do we do the right thing and admit we're wrong? This is a bad idea. No. We take Chris McGaha. Aha. Uh -huh. It's a, uh, it's a location. Must be something about the air in the studio that's ruining the chemistry. We'll put her out on location. Well, put her out with the roving mic. Put her out there. Uh, two months goes by. Hey, it's not working out. Well, geez. Imagine that. Uh, can't be us. It can't be our decision. We can't be wrong. Uh, we do bad TV. Let's uh, see. Uh, what should we do with her? And this isn't really our guys. This is MTV's yes, uh, pressing yes, on yes, our guys. Yes. Um, we'll put her back in the studio. Uh, this time we'll put her in a new outfit. And uh, uh, that now that's right. going to work. Okay. Oh, my God, it didn't work. Oh, geez. Okay, now the first season's over. Now I'm saying, okay, good. I'm sorry we had to go through that experience, but at least you guys have learned a valuable lesson. Uh, yeah, we've learned such a valuable lesson that we're holding auditions for the new chick. <laughs> I said, uh, please, doesn't anyone get tired of making the same mistakes over and over again? And what did I say when they said we're having these auditions? Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea. And I said, history I... History will be unkind to this decision. History will be unkind <laughs> to this decision. Do not blame Chris McGaha. She did a fine job. Blame yourselves right. for doing, uh, uh, pulling a boner. You, you, you screwed up. Admit it. Let's move on. Right. No, we need a new chick. All right. So we audition right. uh, new people. And uh, here comes uh, Laura Keitlinger. Laura, funny, mm -hmm. nice. Just mm -hmm. spoke to her the other day. Thought she was fine. Uh, again, not the place. Uh, no no reason to put a woman in the show out in the audience, but uh, we're doing TV, and as long as we're doing TV, we're going to do bad TV because we have to. So we're going to put a chick in the audience, and Lord knows we can't learn from any of our mistakes. Right. So they put her out in the audience. Uh, lo and behold, that season comes and goes. Ah, that Laura Cartland, she really just didn't work out. Oh Boy. Now we're starting the third run. I hear you. And uh, here on the phone, now I'm thinking, okay, even, um, even retarded kids... When um, you um, you know teach them how to work a spoon or something, or uh, they've been banging their head, eventually you can. I think you can teach them. Can can you not, Drew? Yes. You, you can teach uh, hell porpoises and monkeys to do stuff. You can, uh, why can't you teach TV people to do stuff? So I get a call today. We're looking for the audience chick. Wow. And I say, why don't you look for your brain and stop <laughs> doing this? That's what we should have a casting call. Here's what we'll do. <sighs> We'll hold two casting calls. Uh, you guys look for your brain. We'll see if we can find our dignity, and we'll cast the show. Uh, no, we need a girl out there. I, I want to start recording all this stuff. And then they wonder why I do a victory dance when all, none of this stuff works out, and I, come, and I beg everyone to kiss my ass. It, it's, it's ridiculous. When are they going to listen to us, Drew? We don't need a female out in the audience, but uh, we're doing TV. We're doing MTV. And uh, by golly. But there is the, at least the theory applying of don't mess with the radio show too much. And so the Ann concept. Right. Okay, now they're thinking about putting producer Ann out there, which I kind of went, well, oh, all right. Yeah. There's someone who can which yell at me. Which is to me, by the way. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah, it is. And it was. Oh, well, what the hell do I know? They told me producer Ann. I always thought I was the last to know everything. They're thinking about sticking you out in the audience so you can yell at me, uh, hurry up, wrap it up. This is boring. Uh -huh. Move on. Stop going on your tirades. 
Ironic, though, that uh, when we're talking about her position, she doesn't have a problem with this. So, Ann, uh, you may be going to work this Saturday. Oh, wow. Can you hold the mic? I think so. All right. You may be out in the uh, fabulous Loveline audience doing that uh, this weekend. Now, we don't know what the deal is. I thought uh, I thought she knew. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> nice one. What I don't the think hell? I'll be there this weekend. Oh, boy. Well, they'll have to get, like, Carmen Electra's uh, uh, half-sister or something in there. Told the mic. Uh, that and the guest are the other two uh, two great TV ideas. Uh, we need a guest at all time. Um, great we... for radio. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, baby. It's okay. Can we get back to Maria? Join my tirade if if you like. And another thing. That's what I like against the man. Oh boy. Can I finish with Maria? All right. And listen, Drew. Yeah. You're not eight. Hey, all you people that are listening from the TV that um, are going to get me when I see you on Saturday. <laughs> Drew is nodding and laughing his ass off. <laughs> I then go in and I go. We heard the show too. <laughs> no, it's not that. Yeah, there's a lot of Howard. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Listen, I like the Stone Stanley people. I just uh, wish uh, the folks at MTV could learn from. Um, their mistakes no, of the past. No, no, at home. Oh, okay. We're, I want to finish them. What? Pot's Maria? bad. Maria? Let's move on. Yeah. Maria, the, the whole the whole defense strategy that's built up around this drug is incredible. People need to understand that for some people, this is a powerfully addictive substance, and that the addiction is destructive, and it has to be treated. And people that don't get treatment usually have significant physical and emotional consequences. And they often will, when the effect of the pot starts to wear off, switch to something else, either speed or alcohol. Well, no, not not in our cases. It so takes a few years, but it happens. No. Well, listen, you're 18, you little nimrod. Please. Hey. It takes between 10 and 20 years very often. How long have you been smoking pot? Three years? No. And you're, all, you're not a daily pot smoker anyway. It's your friend that we're, that we're concerned with, and he's the actually, one. Well, actually, we are. We all are. But oh, well, good. We're, we're let, let me let me. Could have something not to talk about? Let me let me tell you the profile of the average marijuana addict, uh, uh -huh. and it is it is a somebody who has a parent or grandparent with alcoholism, b who has a superlative experience the first time they get exposed, get high on pot. Oh, that means good. Of, usually the ter third time they get exposed to it, they will have sort of a the best experience they ever had, uh, this mm -hmm. euphoria that's phenomenal, and will wake up every day from thereafter preoccupied with the pursuit of pot, and smoke it most days if not every day, and somewhere between 1 and 20 years, they'll start to get depressed, irritable, forgetful, have trouble functioning at work or school, and the effects of the pot will wear off. They'll increase the use, increase the dose, still doesn't work, symptoms get worse, and they either get help at that point or they switch to something else. That is marijuana addiction, and it is a carbon copy in every situation where it occurs. I, uh, You know, I said my room was the uh, pot den, yeah. the uh, hash den. I actually, uh, when we moved, took the carpet with me, and I'm been smoking that for about the last year and a half. I was going to smoke some of the drapes, but they were uh, Dude, they were like the level or type, and I uh, think that would work out very good. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Mike. I was never a part of that, uh, by the way. No, yeah, folks, folks may be listening. No, but I yeah, never yeah, was. You, were, you never smoked like, any pot, did you? Nope. No, you're too busy uh, with the syringe in your hand to pick up the bong. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm still freaked out about producer Ann. I, uh, I, I was told she knew. Yeah, you're not going to be there this weekend, Ann, huh? All right. Well, I don't know. You're in the running. That's all I can say. Yeah. So uh, get that boob job. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got to get job. that. Can you squeeze that in tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> Maybe. I'll get one of them done tomorrow. I'll get the other one done Thursday, and then we'll be taping on Saturday. We'll shoot it from one side, that one. Yeah, we'll shoot it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get the left side done. Get the left well, one. We can just do a silhouette of me the first yeah, weekend. The side. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I can stand that booth, that phone booth. Or she can stand on one right. of those crazy cardboard cutout things with just the head and the arms cut out. Hey, yeah, like they have at the carnival exactly. when you want to uh, like pose with the strong man. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's what you've been lacking. Yes. Yeah, you know, although, Lisa, you would, uh, I was thinking this on the way in, you would be perfect uh, for that gig. I, I don't mean to cause any competition, uh, producer My Ann, but... I'm going your ass after the show, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I like that, Ann. <laughs> why don't you two do Battle for My Love uh, during the break, and um, it's a winner blow all situation, and uh, we'll be back. <laughs> So, you want to hear what Heather Dubrow and some of the Real Housewives of the OC say when they're not on camera? We are going to find out once and for all, does Brooks have cancer? And I think you all want to know if the reports are true that all the girls on the show are banding together and refusing to film with Vicky to push her off the show. Heather Dubrow's World, where you can hear all the things you'll never see on TV. I think the audience has a bullshit meter, and when it starts going up, they don't want to watch. Right. Download Heather Dubrow's World now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, Lisa Cushell from Mad TV. 11 o'clock, Saturday nights on the fabulous Fox. Mm. And... Um, Ratings higher than they've ever been yep. on the show. Um, now in its uh, third season, just uh, got picked up for its uh, fourth, I, I guess. What? Or do they call the full season, or it's like a batch? They no, do it in batches? I just got picked up for the rest of the season. The show was picked up whether or not I was. Oh, well, what do I know? We'll, we'll hopefully be know. picked up for a fourth season soon. I think TV works like this. You do 65 episodes, and you sit around and wait for people to call you to do another 65. Is that right? Cable works like that. Oh, is that how cable works? Yeah. And, we do uh, 25. Zero residuals. I've learned that from cable. Nothing. Right. Well, I was politically incorrect again last night. So already th that stuff works better for me. Oh, Jesus. You got another check from that? I probably. Oh, for Christ's sake. Can you believe that those idiots wanted Drew and they didn't even have the, uh, the dignity to ask me on that show? They, they replayed it. Say thank you. Good you know you. you know, it was so bizarre, Drew. Uh, You'll be on. We, yeah. No. No. We won't be. Right. Yes, I think I will be. All right. What's so bizarre? Um, although I have no way to confirm that. <laughs> we, um, we had to do some liners or something last night. I don't know. We had to yeah, hang out. Yeah. We got like a, someone gave us a kite. There's a kite yes. uh, exchange ceremony that went on in the hall over here. And consequently, we left about 10 minutes uh, later than we usually do. Mm -hmm. Drew actually usually leaves before the show at about 11.58 and uh -huh. I uh, leave about 12.02 because I'm... You know, I'm, I'm the committed one. I'm the pro. Right. I like to pee before I leave. And uh, sometimes I don't even make it to the bathroom. But I got home right at 11 o'clock. And you know how... Uh, I'm sorry. I don't even know what I'm talking about. No, hold on a second. Just relax. I, I threw a number out. Does everyone have to spaz out? I got home right... <laughs> I got home right at 12.30. And you know how politically correct does something that's kind of cool, they don't end their show like most shows, which is, uh, thank you for joining us. Remember, we'll be back, and like we always say here on the... They just right. fade right. out yeah. in the audio. We'll keep going right. sometimes four or five beats after the video portion has faded out. I got in, I plopped down on the sofa, I turned the TV on, it must have been on... Um, uh, what is that? Channel 2? Uh, Whatever it is. Uh, Drew doesn't know, please. And uh, all of a sudden, I hear Drew's voice. No picture, but I can hear Drew go, uh, I disagree. Or, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What did he say, uh, Engineer Mike? I can't remember. All right, give me yeah, another Anal one. sex. <laughs> That's what I heard in like a Pavlovian dog. Right. I was like, 
I got this drawer. <laughs> the drawer is somewhere. I had like a weird uh, little Drew thing, and I just heard like three syllables, and I couldn't figure out whether uh, you were on or not. But and that's uh, what it was. Apparently you were. I'm in pain. My breasts hurt. <laughs> all right, Drew, that's enough. Hey, do me the faggot better run one, please. Engineer Mike, this is my all-time favorite uh, Dr. Drew drop. Faggot better run. <laughs> Doesn't that seem out of character it for really him? It does. Bill, he went on this whole riff on fags. Uh-huh. And uh, that's how he ended. Faggot better run. <laughs> that was it. He, he and that wasn't. He he he. That was sort of a warning to all gay men Doctor that he Drew. ended up with. That's terrible. Yeah, he really went on a jag that time. I'm surprised you. Michelle and Diego Ocello had a song. Yeah. Called. Right. Le- Leviticus yeah. faggot. Yeah, Leviticus faggot. Was the yeah. Yeah. Those were the lyrics. They had me react. Wasn't called faggot. But <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's a kid's book. Okay. That's a Cheryl Crow song. Now listen, I want to talk to this guy Bill because this is this. I can't believe what's up here on the board. So, Bill. Yeah. You're 26. Yeah. What's happening? Hey. hey. Long time listener. I've been listening to you guys for about two years. Great. Hey, my questions for Dr. Drew tonight. Right. All right, Dr. Drew. I have a four-year-old daughter. Yeah. She lives with her mother. She comes to my house <clears throat> on my days off from work. The, the the four-year-old. Yeah. Well, this uh, <laughs> my wife's freaking out. Well, this this time when she came over. Wait, wait, I'm already confused. You have a four-year-old. I have a four-year-old that lives with my ex. Your ex. Okay. Right. And who comes over when you're at work? No, my daughter comes over on my days off from work. Okay. All okay. Right. Anyhow, she comes over and she tells my wife to uh, give me a long tongue kiss and take me in the bedroom and have sex. And she says she hears about this from, she's caught her mom and one of her mother's mom's friends having sex in the bed. And I just want to know if this is like um, normal for a four-year-old to talk like You contact Child Protective Services immediately. Well, I I took her to a psychologist today. Good. And the psychologist wants to see her more, and she recommended that I contact Child Protective Services. Uh, yeah. Well, but why? She caught her mom. I mean, she is saying things right. that suggest a degree of sexual sophistication that a four-year-old would never have unless something is happening to her or, or she's, been, she's seeing something. Or watching the WB. Or watching the, the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right um, yeah, because she tells me how the dude was all hairy and stuff like that. Yeah, this is this is yeah. extremely married with children. extremely traumatizing potentially right. for a child, and you are very wise in taking her to somebody immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, sus- I don't understand why the psychologists didn't make the report themselves, but you should call Child Protective Services. This needs to be investigated because you don't know what other mm-hmm. risk the child might be at. Right. Do you have any kind of relationship with your ex-wife? Do I? No. 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 This okay. uh, is along the lines of trying to... That was a very home. bizarre, outlandish question. But I thought I'd just reach out and ask it anyway. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, you couldn't talk to her and say, uh, hey, uh, our daughter's mentioned this. Well, and, my, uh, daughter, my daughter's afraid that, uh, you know, my ex-wife has a bad temper, and if my daughter mm-hmm. mentions that she even told us something like that, she might, you know... Uh, Why don't you have custody? Uh, well, that's California courts for you. I spent $10,000 last time I went to court, and they didn't award me custody. All the more reason the Child Protective Services need to be involved so that if there is some uh, potential of her being physically abused, that uh, she understand that there will be right. legal consequences. I understand. I don't understand. Uh, I mean, I do understand. But, so you know, people have relationships. Uh, they get married. 
they they're they're together for years. Uh, they have a child, and then somehow it gets to the point where they cannot even pick up the phone and, and have a civil conversation that's based on their child, right. who uh, theoretically they both are responsible for and love. And why someone can't even pick up the phone? I understand there's nutballs out there, and you can't deal with them. But I don't understand how you got married with to them and lived with them for all those years, and, and had, then and had a, and had a kid, and now you can't even pick up the phone and go, uh, "Listen, uh, this has nothing to do with us. We're not going to talk about us. Uh, our child is uh, saying this or that. I'm concerned. Probably because what can we do about? Most it? people can't get past the anger or whatever, uh, you know, that occurred during the divorce. Hey. And so many times they use the kids as a tool. You know, mm-hmm. it's also yeah. It's, it's the the, uh, the child is an object is such an emotionally charged object right. that when you begin talking about something that's so important to you, immediately the whole the conflict erupts again. Right, Juliana. Yes. You're 28. Yes, I am. You've been on hold for 103 minutes. Wow, Juliana. Yeah. yeah I'm a real trooper. Huh? You must have a horrible uh, question. Oh yeah, I have two horrible questions. But before I ask him, I'd like to tell Lisa I really enjoy you on Mad TV. Thanks, Juliana. You're welcome. She's excellent, isn't she? When she's talking to me. I'm sorry. I was chiming in with a compliment. God. Go ahead, Juliana. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Now, what was the compliment? I really enjoyed the TNA sketch. Oh, you did? It was hilarious. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. I missed that one, but it. Favorite episode. Wow. That was our first show. Yeah, it was great. I saw her uh, rehearsing the TNA sketch about four years ago by my pool. <laughs> so I got a pretty true. good, I was privy to the um, the uh, earlier uh, forms of it. Keep watching, Juliana. Okay, I sure will. <sighs> All right, and tell your friends. Okay, well, okay. they watch it with me. Okay. Well, have yeah. them tell their friends that aren't there then. <laughs> okay. okay. What do you want? Okay, uh, my first question is for Adam. Oh? Okay. Um, I've been seeing this guy who lives about an hour's drive away since August. Mm-hmm. And um, he has been primarily the aggressor in the relationship. And um, lately, he, when he calls me up to you know, ask if he could come see me and stuff like that, there was, I have a really busy life, as does he. And um, this last time we talked, I had something planned for the weekend. Well, he was really mad at me for wanting to do something else that didn't include him. Mm-hmm. And um, this isn't aggressive. This is clingy. Maybe right? Adam could be. No, this is not aggressive. Oh it, no, I, it's I would. Just, it's desperate, clingy. Uh, well, but it's, it, it's 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 coming out in the form of aggression when you chastise somebody. You know, you're clingy. He's then, coming on strong, but it's not in a. In a it's I'm a, assuming he's probably not chastising. He's probably whining. Is he whining? Um, yes. No, he, he's pouting, kind of. Yeah. That, those are very s- That's a silent whine. Yeah, he's... Hold on, write that down, Drew. A pout is a Got silent it. whine. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, now now he's mad and he won't talk to me. Right. I just, I think it's bizarre because uh, out of everyone I've ever gone out with, he's been um, the most gentlemanly and... Why do nice guys always get treated badly? That's what he's calling us and asking. Yeah. That's a, this. This well, is not. To the show, maybe he'll call it. This is not. Show. This is not aggression. This is not somebody who feels good about himself, who is uh, at ease in relationships. This is somebody who has a void he's trying to fill well, with you. He's am, he's uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, and he'd insecure. like to fill that on the weekend. I understand, but he he is needy and clingy. All right, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. And Mike, uh, shut Drew's mic off for a second. You're going way way too far and way too fast with this thing. 
Um, Lisa agrees with All right, I'll not. talk to Lisa then. I know this has uh, struck a, a nerve on both of you somehow, but what if uh, he really is into her and and they live far apart and he only sees uh, her on the weekends and and he very much looks forward to seeing her on the weekends and the fact that she made plans right. uh, for a weekend means like it'll be two weeks until you see the do person you again see each other on the weekends that was his complaint do you only see each other on the weekends yeah i do well, uh, well we both we both have really active lives we both work a lot yeah we... but all right but listen I was going to say I had an active life, but I just masturbate and smoke pot and watch TV. But there are others who do have uh, lives that are active, and when they're interested, they find time. And what you've right. said to him uh-huh. is not, it's not so much that, hey, you won't get to see me this weekend, because if you said, hey, you won't get to see me this weekend because my grandfather died and i got to fly back to Kentucky, right. he'd, he'd be fine with that. Right. But what you're saying is, is eh, you're not really that important. I mean, I like you okay, but not really that much because I wouldn't have made plans if I did really like you and that's what he felt from that oh okay because you don't like him that much why couldn't you include him in your plans uh these people invited me to their home and I just you know I didn't feel like it was polite to bring somebody else but I really wanted to go to their house and stuff but if if she was really like Lisa just close your eyes for a second and go ahead and use me for an example okay let's pretend we lived far apart okay (laughs) let's pretend uh we were new you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And it was all fresh Mm -hmm. and everything was working out wonderfully but Mm -hmm. we could only see each other on the weekend right due to our our very hectic schedules yes and we just you know started in our love was just blossoming Mm -hmm. if uh you realize and and you know how that is when when each day uh becomes a month and each uh each week becomes a, a year Right? Yeah. And a week went by, and then it was the weekend, and we always see each other on the weekend, and uh, I told you, hey, uh, I made plans this weekend. Right. And I, nothing personal. I'm not dating anybody. I just, I made plans. Right. We'll, we'll see each other next weekend, uh, like we always do. Wouldn't, uh, you'd be hurt by that, would you not? I'd be bummed, yeah. Right, and you would take it real personally. Yeah, but I'd say, can I have one night of the weekend? I, I don't think I would go directly to pouting. I'd go, cool, well, then I'm going to go see a movie with a girlfriend, but can I have you Saturday night? Mm, how long no, been... because I made... Hold on, we're, we're doing a little role-playing uh... here. Uh, no. Why? No. You make uh, plans all Yeah, weekend? I'm sorry. I just had some stuff come up. Okay, and well, uh, then obviously you like masturbating more than you like me. Uh-huh. And I'm moving on with my life. Right. Because I'm a beautiful woman and I deserve you better. You deserve better. <laughs> you, oh, you do. I'm sorry. Julia, how, how long have you guys been dating? Since August. Okay. Right. So, it so it's no. Other nights to see me. It was All right. Now listen. He's realized that he's more into you than you are into him, and that was a tough reality. I don't think the guy's a wussy. I don't think he's a clinger or whiner. I don't want to turn him into a. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's just realized that it just sunk in that he's more. He may be you know two or three steps ahead of Juliana. He may have. Uh, I think he's six miles ahead. And why would he be accepting that if he felt good about himself and was looking for mutuality in his relationship? Well, I'm, I'm not saying I, that I'm he's the picture him... of mental stability, but I am saying that he's a good guy. He looks forward to seeing her on the weekends. The relationship is relatively new. And he's been told, uh, I got stuff going on this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I think you're That's both right. But, but I also think if her weekends are the only time she has available for social time and she has other people that are important to her, if that he, it's good yeah. that she's opening up time to other yes, people. Yes. And that, you know, next mm, weekend the sex will be even better. They started going out in August and they've only seen each other on weekends. They've probably seen each other ten times, uh, you know, uh, total 
That ain't very much when the relationship's fresh. The relationship is not going the way the guy'd want to go, and Juliana is not as into him as yeah. he'd want, and yeah. she's sort of mildly into him, but mm, not really. Let me just get that out of her so I can be right before we go to commercial. Juliana? Yes, I also have another question. For You're not really that into him, are you? I really like him. I right, just don't want my life to revolve around him. You like him, yeah. but not really. I mean, not well, that much. I like him. I'm not. Juliana. I didn't know if I'm in love with him. Or no, anything. you're not looking down the road with this guy at all. Uh, I don't know. I'm only 28 years old. I'm not. And that's uh, old enough to be divorced is an three old times. Maid 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> What's your other question? Very quickly. Uh, um, okay. Lisa's Jewish mom is uh, doing uh, back over flips because <laughs> she hasn't been married. <laughs> Why isn't she? That I haven't been married. Yeah. No. She wants those grandkids. Uh, well, she has one now. Oh boy, took the pressure Thank off. Thank God, I'm like lucky. free for five years. Other question. Okay, other question. No, that's enough. Now we gotta go to break. Mm. Well, we've talked to her for seven minutes, even Bye, though Juliana. I did the bulk of the time. But we gotta go to break. <laughs> She's not that into the guy. She just doesn't want to admit it. And he, this is now he knows, yeah. and yeah. Uh, that's what that's what she felt when he learned the news. <laughs> This week on the Big Podcast with Shaq, we're joined by the best player in the NBA today, reigning league MVP, Steph Curry. Steph Curry, I'm your biggest fan. I knew I could play in this league right away. I knew I could you know, help a team win, be a championship point guard. It's something that I've always aspired to do. You're just so cute, and you're just so <laughs> huggy, and you're just <laughs> so snuggly. <laughs> uh, I, got a, I got a killer instinct, too. I just tell people that I like to do it, having fun, smiling. I know I got a youthful, I call it a youthful look. I don't want to call it cute. Yeah, you are cute. You're like a little baby. I wanted to pick you up. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcast1.com. It's Loveline. I love looking at Engineer Mike's uh, big dopey smiling face through the glass every night. Mike's one of those guys that's just, uh, he's just one of those guys. Drew, you never got to hang out with those guys. That's your problem. You hung out with um, you know, no, women or, or the hell does that mean? Hemophilia. One of those guys. He's just a guy. That's what I like about you, Mike. He's got a big sweet face. Yeah, he's like uh, if he was a dog, he'd be a Labrador. You know what I mean? Can't really teach him anything, <laughs> but uh, craps on the furniture every once in a while. But uh, faithful, good, and always got the tail wagging. Never in a bad mood, that engineer, Mike, when you show up. Unless, you, God forbid, you should ask him to do some work <laughs> or something, then he pitches it. Everyone thing. in here just disagreed with that last statement, by the way. Well, they have to sit in there and uh, talk to you all night. I just see that big smile on your face. All right, Lisa Cushell is here from Mad TV. 11 o'clock, Saturday nights, uh, ratings higher than ever, and um, just uh, roll along like a uh, juggernaut, this show. Yes. Yeah, while, while the competitors uh, go down... Uh, the Mad TV goes up. That's right. You know that, Drew? Mm. Oh, okay. Now I do. All right. Ed. Yeah. Uh, Adam, you probably had this question before. All right. Well, let's just move on. No, no, no. no okay. oh, I just Ed. like scrolling with 15-year-olds who've been on hold for 80 minutes. All right, Ed. What's happening? All right. Um, if you masturbate every night, mm. does it lower your sperm count? Uh, that's, uh, what, that's what prompted Daniel's question. Oh, oh I see. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, we we're just having that conversation in here during the break. Yeah, uh, it does. I'm sure he's glad to use his name when you're uh, <laughs> making that example. <laughs> How do you spell your last name, Daniel? Can we work that in. 
It does a little bit uh, that if you want to peak, uh, sort of increase your sperm concentration, you want to wait a few mm-hmm. days between episodes, between ejaculations. Mm-hmm. And if you withhold for a long period of time, like weeks, your testosterone levels can actually start to fall and your sperm production can kind of shut down a little bit. And you can grow over so it. That's not a good either no. idea either. Ed? Yeah? Why are you interested? Yeah, is he 15, you said? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, well, I just... I just do it every night. Well, he's just worried he's going to hurt himself. Yeah. Or he's going to cause sterility or something. But no, that's not going to happen. You know, it's weird. I, I was uh, uneducated and uh, ill-informed when I was a but youth. But that is one masturbated thing you never quite worried about, I bet. Well, it was one of those things. It was like a, uh, you know, it's like a heroin addict or a junkie. You know, they know it's bad for them. I said, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? You just keep going for that syringe. I mean, uh, I was going to do it anyway. I don't care if a team of scientists told me it causes cancer. You know, one more time, you'll die. Uh, out of my way. <laughs> Shut the light. Close the door. No, I was, uh, I was couldn't stop. Thank God it's not. I'm just, I'm just thinking about those. Although TVs. it's too bad it doesn't create some sort of superhuman power either. <laughs> Otherwise, doesn't. I'd be ruling the world. Those televisions you have mounted on the walls all over your house during earthquakes. Do you have any problems with those? Like, yeah, that's why I moved my bed sideways. I don't oh, know if you notice after the big quake, but um, uh, Lisa, who um, had a uh, had a rare opportunity to be in my lair, uh, not with my, you. my hospital room. No, but with your boyfriend at the time. Right. I remember that going in there, going, walking in. What the hell went on in here? Somebody got something. And uh, sure enough, it wasn't me. It was, uh, and the said. sniffing was for the citrus I can lotion smell. I can smell, uh, I can smell fresh sex. Move on. The point is, is I had my TV up. My room was so small that the TV was like actually over my groin ah. while the bed <laughs> was pushed up against the wall. Yeah. We had the world's biggest earthquake in uh, 1994. Four was yeah. it? And uh, miraculously, because of my amazing construction 92. skills, was it ninety two? How long the, ago the was kids it? Were one, I think. My yeah, I think one. it was. It was four years ago. Ninety three. Had to be ninety three. Ninety three. Okay. Anyway, the point is, is uh, miraculously, the thing did not come off and crush me. Mm-hmm. But as uh, uh, for safety, I took my bed and instead of having my feet uh, uh, pointing toward the TV set, I turned it against the wall. Was it ninety four? Boy, it's so tiring being right all the time. January, January no. right? Just January, yes, yes, yes. Right. Okay, but it's important that you stop the show yes. with that. Yeah. Okay, turn the bed it's around, and I watched on my side, which uh, made it more difficult for the uh, masturbation. If but, you could uh, choose any appendage of yours to be crushed in an earthquake, what would it be? I have to go with my brain. <laughs> yes, <I have. laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Is that an appendage? I'd, I'd concur. Yeah. Good for you. No, I'd, I'd go with like. Uh, I'd go with like a toe or an use. ear or the hand. Yeah, the magazine yeah. hand. Okay. I prefer to do it as. Now, actually, it's a remote hand now. Remote? Yeah, like a control of the VCR thing. Yeah. Remote, uh, not for the television, but for the VCR. Right, okay. Shut your mic, and let's just keep it off now. I will, t- I will uh, chart the evolution of my uh, right hand because uh, my, I'm left handed. Hmm. Right hand uh, was the hand that uh, held the bathroom door closed uh, in high school while I had it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it made its way up to um, uh, Playboy hand, mm. and that made its way to Hustler hand. Mm-hmm. Then uh, that gave way to uh, the Gent and Big Top series uh, mm-hmm. hand. And then, of course, um, stopped where we are now, which is uh, the VCR remote hand. Adam. And I'm thinking I may go to LaserDisc. So uh, uh, it keeps evolving, my if hand. only it had been like the Grapes of Wrath hand. Think of the success you would have had by now. <laughs> which one is that? It's, it's 
a book they had us read in honors English in 11th grade. Oh, yeah. See, Lisa was one of these smart ones. Yeah. She's not smarting so hard now, is she? Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep that off, please. Gary, you're 29. Yeah. Hey, you guys are great. I just got to say that and also uh, comment about Mad TV. A lot of people compare it to Saturday Night Live, but of course there is no comparison. You guys are in a class all your own. Yeah. In a good way? In a good way. Thanks, Gary. Hey, you guys are the greatest. Thanks, Gary. That's really good to know. Hey, Gary. Bring back Raging Rudolph. Anyway, I got a question for Dr. Drew, so you might have to turn up. The no, door. you know what I'm going to do, Gary? What? I'm going to let you. It's an important Well, then you can talk to him off the air. I'll tell you why. Drew with the jacket on. Did everyone notice that? He's getting ready to go. Drew, you know, I swear to God, if you had one of those remote car start things on your alarm, uh, the Volvo would be fired up 10 minutes ago. Listen, I know you put your jacket on. I know you think you're leaving early. But you said Gary's a very important call. Gary, who's been on hold for nine minutes, right? All right, but Gary's been on hold for nine minutes. Poor Samantha's been on hold for 124 minutes, and the show's almost over. Now, wouldn't you agree that we should talk to Samantha? Fine. Samantha? Yes? What's going on? You've been on hold for longer than the show's been on. Adam, aren't you just the sweetest pie? That's so nice of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, mm. It's um, Oh, first of all, Dr. Drew, you have my sympathies, by the way, with your travel problems, because I've had more travel complications in my young life than most people ever have. So You have two minutes, Samantha. Okay. I have a question about sleepwalking. Um, my dad, apparently, I've been told, did this when he was a child. And recently, he's done it a few times, uh, according to my mom. And we're just wondering why, what would cause that and what should you do when someone's sleepwalking? Um, I don't know. Lisa doesn't know. <laughs> Drew uh, may very well know, but his mic's still shut off. <laughs> Drew, would you like to tell me and I'll tell Samantha? What should you do? I heard you're not supposed to wake him up. Somehow they'll die if you wake him up. What does he do when he sleepwalks? Drew wants to know. Um, I don't know, to be honest. I, uh, I, I know he's never left their room. That's oh, he's never left the room? No. All right, that's called taking a pee. All right, got to move on. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, go to break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up. We'll wrap down. There you go. Drew's car started. Uh, turn Drew's mic on, and uh, here we go. Gary, ask your syphilis question, please. Right, uh... I have a question for Dr. Drew. I, a few years back, uh, while I was married, my uh, ex-wife was unfaithful to me and ended up contracting syphilis. Right. And, uh, being being scared as I am about that <laughs> sort of thing. I, All right. I, well, tell us about syphilis. I, I, I told me at 30 seconds, and he drew that thing out. Right. Like a, Syphilis is, is, is a relatively common sexually transmitted disease. We don't talk a lot about it on this show. I don't know why. It initially presents usually as a chancre. It's usually painless, like a painful ulcer. It develops at the point of contact with the disease. It then goes away, and then oftentimes a rash will develop, and then that goes away. And then the agent, the, the spirochete that causes this disease can get into the brain. It can cause things called gummas. It can cause lots of different peculiar medical syndromes. Didn't patent dive syphilis? May, they get dementias, like an Alzheimer's yeah. syndrome, and people may not be aware they have it. So if you've had contact, there's a simple blood test that can rule it in or out. It is highly treatable, particularly in the early stages of the disease, and it's extremely important that you be checked for it. Blood test. Mm, Patent died in that Jeep accident. Oh, but he may have had the syphilis. Lisa Cushell, Mad TV, Saturday nights, uh, 11 o'clock. Oh! On Fox. On Fox, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was a good time. It was a blast. And fast. Surreal, but uh, fun and fast. Yes.
just uh, the way it would be. Exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so um, who's in? I've, I've forgotten about all guests. Gavin Bush. from uh, Bush tomorrow night. And until then, this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. But if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright in 